and welcome. It's episode 112, Red Leaf Retrocast. Colin? Hello. It's your pick today. Watch out behind you, audience. It's Controversial Games. Why did I say that? Well, you'll see. Yeah, why did you pick uh, this as a theme, even though it is interesting? I don't know. It's just gaming has had controversy attached to it for about as long as it's existed. And I figured it'd be fun to talk about two of the biggest controversies that have befallen it. I like how you split the two games up into two different decades as well. Yeah, I mean, both of them I was interested in playing. Mostly out of morbid curiosity than anything else. But Yeah. Well, one game I had played many times prior, uh, just because, well, it, I think, I think more people have heard of one game over another, or have at least played yeah. it, just, and especially now with easier access, while the yeah. other maybe not as much, but uh, I guess we'll get into it. Joey. Uh, well, yeah. I would say the other is barely even a game. Well. Oh, we, I think we have, uh, I think we have our ideas switched here, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> interesting okay sounds like it yeah yeah i i mean a lot we could go into for like how congress uh approached these two games well, and, but that's all we can get to that yeah we'll get to that after we talk about ourselves and what games we're playing right right exactly but um i guess we'll get to that later colin what games have you been playing well, I finally finished Bulletstorm. Oh, wow, that's a long time a fun... coming. Yeah. Yeah, I've been a busy man. Hot coffee. But... Ouch, ouch, ouch. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to hot coffee, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't been playing as many games as I'd like due to Easter weekend and tax season. But... But yeah, Bulletstorm was quite Oh yeah, a fun this ride. was the first year I could finally stop paying Canadian taxes. <laughs> in four years. Really? So uh, yeah, I'm so happy. It's been like four years I since know, you went. But I've I've like hey, things need to be closed, time has to pass, all these wacky things. I still have like retirement funds in Canada. So really? in order Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, if I retire tomorrow, the Canadian government owns me, like, I think it's, like, $200 a month. <laughs> so, Ooh, big spender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars? It's Canadian it's dollars. What, what do you think? <laughs> made the money in Canada. I made Canadian money. Well, then, you're set for life. Oh, of course, yes. Let's hope Canadian inflation is much higher than uh, American. Then I'll be then I'll be rolling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, that that was random tax thing came up. But yeah, that was it was like taxes this year were just so much easier. <laughs> it's just oh, oh yeah. one thing I'm done. Hey, that took like ten minutes. Awesome, because I don't own shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, Bullet Storm was quite a fun ride. I've since been playing a mode called Echoes that lets you play through certain sections of the game and try to rack up as many points as possible through creative kills. But aside from that, played a little cross code. 
little bit of descent on Friday night, and not much else besides podcast games. Joey? How about you guys? How about yourself? Uh, just a little bit of Apex and a little bit of Diablo 3. Haven't really played too much the past couple weeks. Ah. Well, you're too busy rolling in your raise money. I don't start not, a new job yet. Not hanging with the pores at baseball games. <laughs> yeah, hanging with the pores, club level, free tickets. <laughs> you think I can afford those? No, but I wasn't with the pores. <laughs> when you texted me that, and I'm bawling. I'm just like this fucking guy. <laughs> I, I died on the table. I'm like, oh, God, he's going to start this verbiage? I love it. Congratulations. <laughs> not hanging with the pores. <laughs> I don't want to sit closer to the field with all those low-level people. <laughs> well, except behind home plate. Those are the really rich people. I'm the poorest to them. I've sat behind home plate once, and I think those seats suck. That's my opinion. I've never been there, so I don't know. But I'm the poorest. It's kind of like paying the extra money to sit in the Crawford boxes. You're like, these seats aren't that great. Hey, we did the Crawford boxes when the Astros sucked. Yeah, and well, like thirty dollars. <laughs> no, those seats were sixty. Still cheaper than what they are now. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I, at the time, God, that that was what eight years ago at this point. Yeah, it was one of their hundred lost seasons. Yeah, but uh, that was right after the new owner. Yeah, baseball talk. People love that. Uh, that was right after the new owner took over, and he actually raised ticket prices by like I think it was like twenty dollars a seat. So what used to be 40 was now 60, et cetera, et cetera. So the people are pissed, especially with the team being the worst one in baseball. Yeah. The lowest paid. Right. The lowest paid team. Like every metric was the Astros were terrible. Why are you making us pay more for this awful team? <laughs> yeah. Oakland uh, is going through that right now. Where they traded like all their players, and now they have one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. Their stadium sucks, and they're getting attendances of like twenty seven hundred. Awful. Yeah, they're not going to be staying in Oakland much longer. No, no, they're done. And the the fans, uh, the fans don't need to be treated that way with a team like that. So, sports talk, sports ball. I have been playing a lot of games. Uh, because okay. podcast games, uh, they, I uh, did not play them very long this time around. I was not as enthralled at the last, I guess, four topics, <laughs> four or five. It's been a while <laughs> since I, been a while since I just went, yep, and put it down like almost immediately. Uh, I, uh, hooked up some Danganronpa 2 again. Uh, it's my little game before bed nice. situation. I just finished the second trial and holy hell, it took a long time to get there. Jesus. Takes, oh, yeah. <laughs> this game moves so much slower than the first one. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, the... I don't know. The characters don't grab me as well as the first one, but the uh, crazy antagonist character who actually wants to, like, kill people and help <laughs> murder, he's like, I will be the, I will be the uh, victim for you. I will help you out. Everything is for... <laughs> Everything is for the greater hope or despair. It's like, ooh, okay, this character's crazy. I like that. He's good. It's a good... Yeah, he's he's one of the more popular characters in the fandom, it seems. Yeah, he's a very good X-factor to the, to the story. Um, 
I have my theories about it, but I don't know what to make make of it yet. I get the f- I like I wanted to get the feeling that it took place around the same time as the first one, but because Fat Biakia <laughs> is in this one, he's a character from the yeah. first game, but now he's fat. I'm like I'm wondering yeah. like I'm wondering if it's not actually him. If it was like Oh, you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. And I think you'll be massively surprised when you find out when everything comes to light. Okay. Yeah, the second murder at least had a good twist. I like I like the the first murder with the ice pick under the floorboards, that was kind of like, okay, yeah, saw that coming. Um, everything was a little too obvious. Uh, once you play the first Danganronpa, you, you kind of figure out their twists and turns to it. And then you're like, okay, so the obvious one is not it. The second obvious one won't be it either, but it will set up the third one. That's kind of the, the loop it goes through. And I was, I got the first one right in my head and the second one I thought it was going to be the character Sonya Nevermind because she knew the serial killer past I thought the mask was pretty obvious she seemed to be ignorant uh, to like the concept of murder so I thought okay that's something and then when she came in uh, to the diner with the wetsuit and then there was the wetsuit in the closets I was like okay so that's where my mind was going it's like all right, and then she probably just uh, like wore the wetsuit and the wetsuit was able to wash the blood off and all these things but it actually <laughs> was a little bit more obvious one with the girl just swimming in the ocean but they didn't do the ocean part hey, don't spoil man <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> not for our audience oh come on game's old <laughs> <laughs> do a retro ba- game path- game podcast it's fine so yeah uh, Danganronpa 2 Maybe not as good as the first one right now, but uh, the story at least has some interesting twists and turns to it. I hate the mini games in these trials this time around. Ah, yeah, <laughs> I think they're very cumbersome and annoying, especially the sword one. Where you got to yeah, cut, that yeah. that one really, really uh, grind, grinds my gears. Yeah, not not a fan of that. The improved Hangman's Gambit is not fun either. Uh, the Mind snowboarding is dumb. Yeah. yeah, I just love hearing Game Grumps making fun of it. Oh, God. I can imagine. <laughs> Hold on, I need to go mental snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull that at work one day. Uh, <laughs> then I have dove balls deep into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I am massively enjoying this game. I'm 40-something hours into it now, which, by the way, on the PlayStation 5, you can actually see how long you've been playing these games. Yeah. Been waiting for that for years. It's one of my, like, weirdly favorite things about the Nintendo Switch, is you can see how many hours you've played a game, but it's not... It only does it in increments of 5 and 10 until you get to... I think it's, like, 50 hours, then it starts going into the ones, I think. <clears throat> but uh, the PlayStation... You can actually see uh, to the hour how many you got. So I was kind of thinking about it. I go, I don't remember the last time I played a game longer than 40 hours. And I, I don't get that high often. That's for sure. Uh, Monster Hunter World, 
I got up there, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 I got up there, just because the game is so long, <laughs> and Octopath Traveler. I think those are the three. So whatever came out the most recent, that was kind of the... That was the game I played last I get this long, but uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, incredible improvement over uh, Odyssey with the experience system. It, it uh, doesn't have a grind factor to it. The only thing that you grind is if you want to do a lot of side projects, like if you want to build up your village or you want to uh, go around and do various uh, mystery quests um these are all things that contribute to building up other aspects of the game that aren't necessary which is very helpful uh that was one of the huge detractors for me in origins and even more so in odyssey was this experience system and the uh the past must having to do side quests nothing's more irritated to me than forcibly making a player do content that isn't pertinent to the game. It should be considered extra and treated as such. And you kind of want to make the game good enough to encourage players to want more, and that's where the uh, prospect comes in. The game moves very slow, but it's extremely expansive. I never feel like I'm wasting my time in it. Uh, combat's fun. Um, it has a it has like a constellation tree. So you get skill points uh, through various tasks in the game, and you you gain them very easily. And you're not RPG leveling up your character like you would be in the past. So that's where the experience isn't nerfed at all. So you're just gaining more abilities and uh, various aspects to your character that makes them stronger. And then it says, oh, your character is at level, quote unquote, level 100. It's like ability level tree and other like you can go anywhere in the game but it kind of hints hey you should probably be at this level because that's where these members of the order or the uh, uh not the order the ancients and members of like that society is just better better than you so it's like okay this area is a level 260 so maybe you don't want to go there yet you want to it, encur- it, it encourages you to maybe explore everything in certain areas at a time, and then you can kind of move on to other things in the game. And one of my favorite things about Assassin's Creed is uh, it's it's almost like it's back to detective work in a way. It's, it's uh, what the first few games were, at least with how I enjoyed it. So there's a lot of members of the Ancients kind of hanging around the world. And you get various clues from killing people or just stumbling upon them in the game. And then you look at it and it's like, hey, uh, this clue tells you to go to X place west of here, but north of this. And then you're just kind of going, okay. And as you travel or fast travel to that part of the world again, you have a better idea of where this place is. So uh, a lot of things I love about uh, Valhalla and uh, it adds a lot of kind of. I don't want to say supernatural elements to it, but it molds in kind of the aspect that you are inside of a simulation slash maybe you're relative to it. And just a very well told story as well. I, I'm giving Assassin's Creed Valhalla very full points at this point in time. Uh, 
very, very much a, a welcome improvement on the series. That's where I'm at. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Uh, does make me want to give Odyssey another try because I didn't, uh, I didn't <laughs> even come remotely close to finishing that game. I only got like, I don't know, four hours or so before I was f- infuriated <laughs> at the experience system. <laughs> yeah, I, I reviewed that on the Modern Game podcast when that existed, and uh, I was very mad at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any thoughts, guys? Nope. Uh, I, I got nothing. Okay. Well, I guess uh, I'll get a drop ready. And we can move on to our controversial games. Kind of, I'm totally not stalling for time. Okay, here we go. Drop. It's got to load up. <laughs> oh, no. Now you're the one with audio issues. Oh, this, uh, I got to get a different music player that does these drops, but it's very reliable. It's just slow to do them sometimes. Very, very uh, small annoyance, but controversial games. Take it away. Yeah. So, like I said, gaming has had controversy attached to it for as long as this existed. I'm sure we all remember Mortal Kombat's violent content causing a stir. There were actual USA congressional hearings over it. Then there was Doom. That got a lot of flack for violent content and satanic imagery. And apparently the Columbine shooters were big were big fans of the games. And Postal actually got banned in several countries for its violent content. And of course, <laughs> no controversial games cast would be complete without mentioning Grand Theft Auto. Right, yeah. That was uh that was a big one. I remember that. Yeah. Apparently, the guys at Rockstar purposely drummed up outrage to get more eyes on the game and only it's... got more outrage. It certainly worked. <laughs> yeah. It's become it uh, one got, of the biggest franchises of all time. Yeah. It only got more outrage with each passing entry. And it culminated in Jack Thompson, that Florida lawyer, <laughs> forcing his way into the limelight and making himself the target of rage from gamers everywhere <laughs> with, all of his, with all of his attempts to censor gaming. Which is funny, because now in modern Grand Theft Auto, the biggest controversy is its online casino elements. And how it's, (laughs) like, basically actually gambling that's happening. And that's more, that's actually more egregious than anything it's done in the past. (laughs) Yeah. Because you are bringing, then, real-life financial disabilities to people. (laughs) For sure. And you're trying to encourage that. Whereas... You play a past Grand Theft Auto game. You're they're not encouraging you to go out in reality and bludgeon someone with a baseball bat and steal their money. <laughs> yeah. And can anyone of us forget the whole hot coffee shit show with Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? For those unfamiliar, hot coffee is a hidden mode in San Andreas's source code that can be That's unlocked right. with a special mod. That's right. Yeah. And it allows you to have sex with women, complete with quick time events. Think the sex scenes from God of War, except you can actually see what's happening. 
And this caused the game to be reclassified with an AO rating and got it pulled from store shelves. And so <laughs> Rockstar had to re-release a PS2 version with the, the code removed in order to maintain the M rating. And then... So funny. There was... It's... And then there... So in your, when I was living in Germany, uh, their rating system and the way they rate games are slightly different. And I think this is Europe in general is what we as Westerners slash people in North America, you know, US, Canada, not sure about Mexico, but the concept of sex is very taboo in this society, while mm-hmm. violence is the concept of taboo in the concept of Germany, uh, which is where I have the most experience, and parts of Europe. So, a game like Killzone, uh, which I wanted to get when I was living in Germany, uh, had an M rating of, I think it was like M, it was it was MA plus or something, and I had to be, I think I had to be 20 to buy it. or so. I think it's changed since then, or, or I could be remembering wrong. The point is, I wasn't old enough to get it, while if I was living in America, it would have been totally fine, right? And that's because it was a shooting game, and you're shooting off heads, and a uh, lot more depictions of violence, and gore, and blood, and like that's the big taboo over there, while... If you just have like like the sex scene in God of War, for example, uh, that was the furthest thing from their mind. They were more concerned with the blades uh, <laughs> of chaos, decapitating <laughs> heads, and the cutscenes that depicted that. And that's where the controversy lies there. So when when I went over there and I had these games, a couple of my friends were like, "Oh, well, no way!" <laughs> so, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, and we're gonna get to one of these games where the depiction of violence in itself is uh, the more controversy while uh, sex is not. We actually did a um, topic way back on this podcast of sex scenes in games. Yeah, bad sex scenes. Bad, yeah, <laughs> specifically bad sex scenes because they're all bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're never good. <laughs> that was something I, I was thinking about was uh, my time in Germany and the differences between what's considered taboo and whatnot in just their kind of cultural society and what a, what a, because I like just in general, I would turn on the TV at 11 o'clock midnight and there'd just be porn on there. Softcore, but porn nonetheless. And uh-huh. that would just, I mean, the closest we got in America were like the girls gone wild advertisement commercials. Like, Oh man, look at that girls gone wild. Oh. Which I think there's a documentary <laughs> coming out about that. Uh, now that you think about yeah, that. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So just just super different. Um, very fascinating. It was, a, it was a good like trip down memory lane over those things. Yeah. It's funny you should mention that because I was just about to mention the uh, Mass Effect controversy. Because there are actually a couple of things that happened revolving around the romantic sex scenes in the game. And for reference, they're nothing you wouldn't see in a PG-13 movie. Right. I mean, 
First was an article by Kevin McCullough that blasted the game in such a hilariously uninformed way that even Jack Thompson himself publicly called it ridiculous. You have to be pretty damn stupid to get Jack Thompson to say that. And the second came from a lady named Cooper Lawrence who went on Fox News to say some pretty over-the-top claims about it. And when she was asked... If she had actually played the game, she said no. Well, yeah, that's yeah. always a that's always a general theme in, in all these things with video games. Congress never actually plays or politicians yeah. never actually play these things. So they just speak out their ass. They're like, oh, well, they're on meat hooks and, and all this. It's like, well, that never happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She got so much blowback for that, that people actually went on to Amazon en masse and gave her book one star ratings. <laughs> they all said they hadn't read the book, but they were going to rate it badly anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. And then later she retracted what she said and admitted she was going purely by word of mouth from friends. Of course. Yes. And yeah. in that word of mouth, they, they never played the game either. Yeah. It's always it's always the thing. The uh, I, 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 I didn't go I wanted to go more in depth, but then we'd be here just for hours and hours uh, talking about this. But the a lot of the controversy uh, is interesting to me in the fact that in movies, whether it's, I don't know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, the, the I mean, they're they're rated R. Right. And. Uh, with parental supervision, you can go to those movies and see just massive depictions of violence it, based in, quote unquote, reality, as long as you go to Camp Crystal Lake and there's machetes going through hot women and etc. Uh, and that's just the 80s, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then when you, quote unquote, play these games... Why I always I always wondered why is this now subject to so much uh, controversy uh, and movies aren't well not in the, not depicted in the same light and it's the excuse is always well it's 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 for the children it's not for adults uh, that's always the thing you're you're encouraging children to do said act and. Uh, the argument always back is, well, parental supervision or art or the very common arguments you have for it. Uh, movies are art. Games are art. And uh, the olds, as we'll call them in pol politics, they don't understand the art of video games. They simply can't wrap their heads around the concept of art when it comes to gaming or uh, even other aspects of media that we could list off. Well, they also had another target during those decades with rock music and metal right? for the devil. So they had their own target that yeah. movies got to slide on through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Marilyn Manson comes to mind with that uh, very specifically, very contra controversial, quote unquote. Uh, yeah, when it comes to Christianity, oh, you can't like it, <laughs> America. What a what a crazy country this is. Uh, fuck, just on. Just on AEW uh, t television uh, last week, uh, related to controversy, but specifically Christianity, it was on Good Friday, and uh, in a title match, a guy had a barbed wire, uh, wrapped it, put it around uh, the dude's head, kind of like a crown, and then did a pile driver type move through a table. 
<laughs> to pin him. I was like, that was awesome. Ah, and people, some people got outraged because it was a negative depiction of Christianity and our Lord and Savior. But then there was people from other religions. It's like, well, why is in this country it's so not taboo to kind of poke fun at, oh, I don't know, Muslims? <laughs> and um, uh, 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 other religion, uh, Jew- Jewish people and uh, all these other aspects. But Christianity, oh, that's a, that's a huge no. And you see the same thing in games. Why? Why? Why is like making fun of, say, Norse mythology or or Greek mythology? Why? Why is you can make fun of that, but not Christianity? It's interesting, interesting controversies, especially in America. Get all up in arms over seemingly small details and a lot of things. I went on a. Yeah, I guess it's just paranoid parents. They don't want to watch their kids themselves, so they have to. <laughs> get the government involved. That's one aspect, sure. Yeah. I don't want to have to watch my kid play a video game. That's boring. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch The Sopranos. Totally not (laughs) violent in any way. (laughs) Yeah, parents had similar complaints about television. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe don't let your kid watch HBO then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh... First game, shall we? Certainly. Okay. First game is Manhunt for PS2, Xbox, and PC. Developed by Rockstar North and published by Rockstar Games. Released on the PlayStation 2 in North America on November 19th, 2003. And in the EU on November 21st, 2003. And later released on the PC and Xbox in North America on April 20th, 2004, and in the EU on April 23rd, 2004. So exactly 18 years ago. Today. Oh, wait, no, that's yesterday. Shit. But Good yeah. For sure. Yep. I, I remember, I actually do remember the controversy around this one because it happened when I was in high school. I do as well, yeah. Yeah, this game has some very disturbing, violent content in it. What makes it disturbing is that it's very realistically done, as opposed to the over-the-top way you might see in something like Bulletstorm or uh, Grand Theft Auto. Apparently, Apparently, even the developers were a bit squeamish about making the game, given they were rendering such brutal kills in such a realistic way. Is yeah, you're like uh, like choking guys from behind with wire, or flat out decapitating them with it, or my favorite was shit out of them bag. with a <laughs> the very the repetitive plastic bag. Plastic bag. <laughs> well, you, you yeah. put it over their head, and then you like bash them in, <laughs> or you get choke <laughs> yeah. them out, depending on how long you hold down the execute button. Yeah, yeah. The longer you hold it down, the more brutal it gets. And apparently, there was um. A manhunt-inspired murder in Leicestershire, England, where a 17-year-old murdered his 14-year-old friend with a knife and claw hammer. And the the murder victim's family even tried to take Rockstar and Sony to court over it, with Jack Thompson as their attorney, of course. But then that got dropped after it was revealed that the copy of Manhunt 
was not, it wasn't found in the killer's room as reported by the media, but in the victim's room. So that removed the possibility that the game played any part in the murder. Yeah, the irony of it all, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Although one who hilar- got killed actually fell. <laughs> yeah. Hilariously enough, though, Jack Thompson tried to claim that the police were wrong in order to try and get Manhunt 2 banned, but that went nowhere. Wow. And Manhunt 1 got full-on banned in New Zealand. Apparently, possession of it is a legal offense, and its sale is banned in Australia. Yeah, Australia and New Zealand are, I think, the countries with the most restrictions on violent video games the depiction of violence specifically doesn't australia like ban like everything yes yeah they have have very strict uh strict measures that you always have to take and take things out and uh people i know uh from those countries uh they find they find ways to get the games anyways uh, especially in this modern era Yeah. (laughs) And apparently here in Ontario, Canada, the game was officially classified as a film and as such is restricted to adults. But apparently there's nowhere else in North America with similar classification issues for the game. So that's a little interesting. I didn't know that. Neither did I until I looked it up. Now, the plot for Manhunt is as follows. In the fictional town of Carcer City, a death row inmate named James Earl Cash is recruited by an entity known only as the Director to go around the city killing criminals and gang members on camera. And we don't know why it needs to be filmed. It's a snuff film. But if he succeeds in all of his tasks, he'll be given his freedom. And the game is largely a stealth game. Most of what you do is sneak up behind enemies and silently kill them, whether by suffocating them with plastic bags, as we mentioned before, or shiving them with pieces of broken glass, or impaling them with crowbars. And like I, like I said before, you can make the p- kills even more brutal by holding down the attack button, because you'll... St- It'll start gray and then turn yellow and then red for the highest brutality. I mean, you have a higher chance of being spotted the longer you hold it down, but you get more points. And let me tell you, the stealthing is a million times better here than in Far Cry. (laughs) Well, low bar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like this game very much, and it wasn't even the depiction of violence that the game really emphasized on, because honestly, I mean, almost 20 years has passed since this game came out, and boy, gaming has uh, changed a lot since then. I mean, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and the deaths in that game are way more brutal than this one, Uh, (laughs) ranging from bashing a wolf's head in over and over again with a club and then snapping its neck, <laughs> it's the camera yeah. zooms in, and you see blood flying everywhere, uh, <laughs> impaling people through through their mouths into their chest area, and it goes out the other side, and you just see the, it's 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 wild. And this one, it's like, at first I was a little uh, kind of off put because I'm like, okay, 
Supposedly there's art here, but I'm not feeling it. <laughs> it's just yeah. <laughs> it's just bad stealth, boring maps, repetitive gameplay, awful controls, and the the same kind of kill switch every uh, essentially every time. Uh, where where it where it uh, I think crosses that line is. They they have like the VHS tape switch during the kill, and it kind of zooms in a little bit, and you see the act of violence uh, depicted as reality. Like that's the that's the line that it crosses. And you know, the first couple times I'm like, oh, okay, that's uh, it's quite a lot that they're doing there. And then after four or five, I'm like, mm, I'm bored. <laughs> Yeah, I I got pretty bored of it pretty quickly too. Yeah, I play. I went. I went through four levels, and they were pretty much all the exact same thing. A very boring, blocky map. Uh, no substance to the maps at all. Uh, there's some quirky dialogue between the NPCs, but not anything worth mentioning. Uh, the combat is ass, especially when you get seen. You your best oh, option yeah. is to run around in circles in the map until they kind of. Uh, de-aggro Resume. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fighting is actually it's like rock, paper, scissors, but at a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. Heavy attack, light attack, or guard. You have to guess which one they're going to do and then hope you can attack back in time because sometimes they attack way faster than you and you're like, yep, I'm dead. Yeah, so it's a bad stealth game is my best uh, description of it. And I can't tell if this is a problem in just the Steam version of the game or if it's in the console versions too, but one thing that bugged me was that when turning, the enemies would often only turn in small amounts at a time, meaning it would take almost half a minute for them to turn 90 degrees. And that made waiting for them to turn their back to me even even more tedious. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't that notice issue. that. Yeah, I didn't notice that, they, but you're probably right. They turned pretty quickly for me. But I didn't play the Steam version. No, I played the PS2 version. Yeah, this, the Steam version actually did have like a a problem with crashing near the beginning of the game that I, I needed like a fan-made patch to fix. Oh, I was trying to tell you not to play it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste your time. <laughs> My version crashed too. It it the When they're doing the cameras at the beginning and telling you about the gangs, whatever, one of the cameras went blank and then I couldn't do anything and it just sat there. Oh, so it could be just a game bug in general. Okay. Could be. All right, then. Yeah. The game's called Manhunt, but do you know what a good alternate title for this would be? The Aristocrats. I don't think that landed, Colin. <laughs> Nobody got it? Nobody's nah. heard of the Aristocrats jokes? I've, no, I've heard of the Aristocrats. Wait, jokes around the Aristocrats? Uh, there's apparently been plenty from various different comedians mm. just making the most offensive uh, <laughs> jokes possible and then ending off with the aristocrats oh no i i must live under a rock which isn't unheard of i often uh, i often take shelter under rocks <laughs> me too rocks are a nice shelter <laughs> i just wanted to do something like that in honor of gilbert gottfried oh yeah and his yeah. recent passing he did an aristocrats joke at one point too. Now 
He is no longer in the land of the living. Rest in peace, good sir. But yeah, for Manhunt, I give it a fail. Yeah, I failed this. I, I did not enjoy it. It was, I, I mean, mostly I just found it boring and cumbersome. Along with its terrible controls. <laughs> yeah. It definitely doesn't come across as art to me. The concept of art and making something artistic is you have to, you want to have a theme, a statement to be made, a a point to get across. Well, what is the point here? Even the developers were like, "Oh, we're just making things violent for the sake of violence." Well, there you go. Like, there's no to me. There's no argument to be made. Uh, it's and it's a bad game. I think it's a poorly made game. On top of it all, so that makes it even worse and <laughs> against the argument. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, although I will fail it, it is actually a game, unlike the other one. It, it well, well, FMV, <laughs> FMV game. I feel like you're already uh, getting into the 3DO in a way, because the 3DO <laughs> games, uh, <laughs> they're not really games. <laughs> FMV, FMV was the future of gaming, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, just ask David Cage. Yeah, let's get into uh, how much how much does Manhunt go for? Should probably mention that uh, Manhunt in this day and age goes for twenty thirty bucks, depending on console. Probably cheaper on Steam on sale. There you go. Yeah, it's like ten bucks. Yeah. Okay. Last right. game. Mm-hmm. Night trap. Watch out behind you, Night Trap. I had to. Yes. Night Trap on Sega CD. A and 3DO. Don't you dare forget about it. No wonder why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy dollars on the 3DO, by the way, or fifty dollars on the Nintendo Switch, which I think it was taken off the store recently. Interesting. I think so. Uh I think I remember reading I that. Remember that. Well, I know there was well, a good thing I bought it before then. <laughs> but yeah, Night Trap was developed by Digital Pictures and published by Sega. Released on the Sega CD on October 15th, 1992. And I personally played the re-release on the Switch, which is part of why I chose this theme to begin with, because I got it on sale and <laughs> I wanted an excuse to play it. So, the plot is as follows. The player controls an agent of an organization called the Special Control Attack Team, or SCAT for short. Yeah. Don't you love that name? SCAT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you are tasked with the surveillance of a house that has several hidden cameras and traps that you can control. The house has somehow become invested with infested <laughs> with creatures called augers, which are essentially vampires, but instead of biting people's necks for blood, they use special high-tech collars that drain their blood. And your mission is to keep a group of five teenage girls inside the house safe from them. And on top of everything else, the ones who own the house are full-on vampires themselves. Now, this is easily one of the most famous video game controversies of all time, if not the most. It's actually the controversy that led to the creation of the ESRB. Well, that and Mortal Kombat. That's true. I mean, yeah, they were kind of... They, they, were, they were at the same 
time, same arguments. Yeah. 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 And like we said before, some of the there are congressional hearings about both games and one of the congressmen or it's like Senator Joe Lieberman actually admitted never playing the game, but <laughs> claimed the game had gratuitous violence and promoted sexual aggression against women. <laughs> yeah, because the uh, sh- the the one thing in the shower that happened, which was su- such nothing. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and it's like. And the the guys who made the games admit it pretty much said they're the blood draining devices of the augers were intended to look very unrealistic. So it wouldn't look disturbing the way Manhunt was seen. Right. <laughs> this game was so campy. Yeah, yeah. It's the definition of just camp horror, and it's not even horror. You're just laughing the whole time <laughs> while you're doing yeah. it. It's uh and well, what is it? It reminded me something closer to uh, my cat's causing trouble behind me. Um, uh, are you afraid of the dark? Type horror comedy yeah. from Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more, yeah. <laughs> more so than what Congress and people were arguing in the early '90s. Like it was something. Oh, I don't know, like a Halloween or <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, apparently all the pub, all the controversy caused retailers to pull the game from store shelves two weeks before Christmas. And but they still continued stocking Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. Well, that game was actually making money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's an actual game. <laughs> well, Joey, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but um. FMV games uh, generally did not sell well. <laughs> uh, surprising to weird. no one. It's weird. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, Have you guys ever the... tried mapping this, this sucker out? Uh, not really. I mean, I played the Switch version. And it had a bunch of different ways to do the heads up display. And the one I had, it had like real time footage of each room on the small screens. Oh, that's really cool. And that that's massively helpful. But yeah, the, for the audience's sake, the gameplay is a bit like Five Nights at Freddy's, except instead of keeping yourself safe, you're saving other people's lives because you're switching from screen from camera to camera to different rooms. And then you'll see like FMV footage of guys dressed as augers either coming in through windows or crawling through the rooms. And then you have to, you have to press a button to activate a trap that will, that will like, whether it's a trap door, they fall into like a room with a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of dry ice fog coming out or. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, they went into the room when dry ice killed them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Or they get pushed onto a bed that then flips up into a wall with more dry ice. <laughs> Stuff like that. Or the or a staircase will flatten out and slide the It's a very Scooby Doo type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, one Precursor of the to Five pen. Nights at Freddy's. I like that description. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
kind of a pain in the ass though because you have to have the the your heads up display set to a certain access color code and you have to have the right color selected on your hud in order for the traps to activate is, is there any way off. to know for that or you just have to guess you have to Not learn it. through dialogue and when guys are uh going to certain areas it's um it's one of the it's many fmv type games is very trial and error and mapping it out that's why i asked did any of you guys try to map this out at all and i weirdly get really into these games so the replay value for someone like me is it's very high because i want to i have fun with the mapping and putting the essential puzzle pieces together of what's happening throughout the process and then once you have all that mapped out, then it becomes a, essentially a speed trial, speed run of just of just go to camera three, hit the button, go to camera five, hit the button, uh, go back to the living room, hit the button. That's what eventually the game becomes. And that's how you beat it. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah, you have to listen to the the villains as they're going into their little secret doors to the basement, and you'll you'll hear them say stuff like, "I'd feel better if we changed the code to purple or yellow or what have you." Right. And if you miss that indication, the the best chance you have is to like cycle through a spam cycle it. through the code really quickly and then spam the trap button. Right. And yeah, and then, so uh, you you. Oh, there there's various cues of how much time has passed and that's when you go okay well now it's purple at this point in time now it's blue or what have you yeah and you also have a, a counter of how many possible augers you could have captured and a count of how many you actually captured and if you miss too many augers the game will literally yell at you it's like the the leader of scat will come on screen and be like, look, you had one job until you can do it properly and communication. Yeah, that's the <laughs> game over. And you, and you start over. <laughs> yeah. Although when I played it, after I got past a certain point, there was a checkpoint. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Maybe it's just because of the version I have. They wanted to yes, make things yes. more reasonably challenging. And, uh, if you act the same thing will actually you'll actually get a game over if you accidentally trap a human character, which is an instant game over because you have to you. like like <laughs> one character will actually be disguised as an auger. And then if you trap him, game over. Or if one girl is getting grabbed by a couple of augers, you have to wait for her to be off the trap door and then activate it and then she can get away. I really like the Saved by the Bell characters in this. It's so funny. Yeah. Like the big yeah, hair, so the early 90s-esque, the opening the closet, there's someone just hanging upside down. They just go, ah! <laughs> like really <laughs> yeah. bad screaming. You had the, uh, you had the, there's the scene where the guy's getting, uh, the kid's getting backed up the, to the door and he looks one way, he screams, ah! Looks the other way, screams, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and then he like fuddles in the fetal position <laughs> like, this is great i love this shit yeah it's, it's so campy it's 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 a good bad it's a good bad joey doesn't uh -huh. like these things because he hates fun 
<laughs> I do hate fun. I mean, I'd rather just watch something then. I don't. I don't. Well, good. You can watch me have fun watching. playing the game. <laughs> well, actually, you can watch this on. Uh, there's a director's cut on uh, YouTube that you can just watch all the cutscenes and all the kill scenes and all that. Well, maybe I will. So there. Yeah, and I, you and I think on the on the Switch version, after you've beaten the game, you can it unlocks all of the all of the footage, so you can just watch it at your leisure. Oh well, there you go. I did not beat this game. It's very difficult. I managed, but I think that's only because I had the the HUD that oh. I was given. That's true. Okay. I am going to pass this, surprisingly enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a soft pass. Actually, <laughs> I looked it up and it says the game cost $1.5 million to make. Liar. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Liars. It's funny because it looks kind of cheap now. Yeah. Well, it's funny is that when it re-released uh, recently, it's got a T rating. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It was one of the most controversial yeah. games of all time. Like, isn't even an M rated game. It's funny. Yeah. And it only um, takes twenty five minutes or less to beat if you know what you're doing. Yeah. It's very short. I'm actually gonna soft pass this. Nice. Wow. Joey with the soft pass. Okay. Just to watch the scenes, like actually playing the game, and eh, you don't need to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I give it a soft pass. Okay. Well, our two games yeah, were Manhunt the- and Night Trap. Joey, favorite, yeah. least favorite grades? Uh, Manhunt was my favorite, even though I felt it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a D. And Night Trap, I'm going to give it a C because, I mean,. It was a campy horror movie, so I liked watching it. I don't think it's a game, but I liked watching it. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, I did not like Manhunt. I think it's um, mostly bad. I'm also giving it a D, and Joey, we're on the same page. C for Night Trap. Very enjoyable. <laughs> Colin. I like Night Trap. Yeah, Night Trap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get I give Manhattan a D and I give Night Trap a C. And yeah, that's okay. pretty much pretty much my thoughts. Okay, so our next topic is Joey's theme. Joey, what's the theme that you chose for this next oh, episode? What did I call it? I gotta look at the You called it girl table. power. Yeah, girl power. You've I picked some uh, atrocities. Atrocities. <laughs> No, we got to represent Girl Gaming too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. We'll enjoy it. It'll be a fun podcast. Okay. Yeah, for you. Watching <laughs> us suffer. Exactly. Joe's going to beat both these games. Watch. It's going to speed on them. <laughs> okay. See you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>